This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with Jonty and Tamar. This is on radio. This is unscripted. And this is definitely uncensored. <laughs> this is sensual. Sensual. Hmm. It's a beautiful word that, you know. It is, eh? It is. I think we need to talk a little bit about what sensuality is. It's, it's never it's a topic that, because you can't grasp it. It's almost hmm. like it's a magic word that's. Is this sensual? Is the sunset sensual? Mm. Is drinking a glass of wine sensual? Mm. It's just a, it's nature mm. sensual. Is licking your partner's neck so softly? Mm. That's and, it, sure and then blowing on it. It depends if it's winter. Well, if it's winter, then you do a. <sighs> that's sensual. That is sensual. Yes, just for you, baby. She can, <laughs> she can, she can pick it up. Oh. Absolutely. Mm. Mm, I miss you. <laughs> well, okay. my my man is sitting across the glass, kind he of like is. across the, the the room, and I'm, I miss him. So he is. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, so <laughs> where are we going to start this morning? <laughs> sensual life. Sensual life. Mm. It's it's that's fascinating because a sensual life is actually a life of vitality of. Creativity of presence, juiciness, presence. Because one of the most powerful things for me, my understanding of sensuality, is that it's very much about presence. Because it's not. Hmm. Okay. Let's go back a step. Just let's do that. So I think we've done the word sensual and the topic of sensual a disservice because we have connected it to sex. And we've put sensual in the realm of mm-hmm. foreplay mm-hmm. with this general idea, general idea that women like sensuality and men like sex. Yeah. So you give women lots of sensuality, whatever that means for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and then they have sex. Mm. But sensuality is, in fact, how we experience the world, how we experience life. It's because a state. if you take it, sensual mm. means the root of that is your senses. Sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, and a whole lot of others. Mm-hmm. So it's how we experience life, the food that we eat, the drinks that we drink, the aromas, the smell. I mean, you know, I was in Cape Town a few weeks ago. Yeah. And the one night we went for this beautiful work, walk from uh, Musenberg to Cork Bay. Okay. And had the most delicious oysters at the Brass Bell there. Sexy. Out over Sensual. The, sens- everything about it because you're walking along. On the so beach. there's the sunset. Mm. And there's the smell of the sea. And then there's a little bit of spray coming off. And there's a gorgeous partner, Lolava, right next to you. Right next to me. Yeah. We were holding hands <laughs> and we were chatting and everything about it was sensual. So it's how we experience life. 
And the more connected we are to sensuality, the more connected we are to life. Mm. Because we're more aware of the tastes, mm. of the textures, of the sounds, of the smells. And we really take them in. And it's very, very, for me, one of the most powerful aspects of sensuality is that it's so personal. I love that. I didn't hear you saying that. Because... It touches you. So certain things are going to touch you in a way that's different to to me, to York, to anybody else. Sure. So it's such a personal thing. Mm. But it's so present because when you can really take that in and really be in that moment and really just kind of close your eyes and just kind of go, <sighs> it's it touches your heart. So for me, one of the most powerful qualities of sensuality is intimacy. That's the personal aspect. It's intimate. And I, th I feel like this is going to be a kind of a, a door opening to the topic today. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. And I never thought about it before until I said it. So you see, so you're in the now. You are just so smart. So <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> no, oh, you, you are. Suggested no, you are. the topic for well, this morning, which is. Great. I was just blown away from your mm -hmm. by the webinar that you've done. That right now is actually. Mm -hmm. Everybody can enjoy it still. So yeah. we will give some, some, uh, links for that mm. because it was brilliant. Thank you. So much, uh, value in one and a half, mm. like 90 minutes of intense intimacy and even a, a leeway to couple mm. therapy, but conscious sexuality, conscious healing, not necessarily, Oh, you have a problem. You go and fix it with the doctor kind of thing. So yeah, let's, we'll go there just now. But first we would love to be smart if you would well. like to enlighten us. <laughs> Which is its own interesting thing Because I cannot enlighten you That's true, I can only enlighten myself That's it. Okay, so uh, We need to put that on We need Usually. to put that up when, Dirty Dictionary Word Eskimo Brothers Eskimo brothers. Do you have an Eskimo brother? Do you know what an Eskimo brother is? <laughs> wow. Do you have any no, thoughts on no, this one? <laughs> no. The only thing that comes up is that saliva kind of glues when, you know, it's Eskimo temperatures. So yeah. you, they don't even kiss. They do like this. Over there, kiss with their noses. Noses. So yeah. I, I'm kind of thinking, if it's a brother. There's no saliva in your nose. There's just no, snot. No, just snot. And that's dangerous <laughs> yeah. on its own when it's minus 40 or whatever it is. Sorry for the, that I don't know what's mm -hmm. the temperature. But no, I, I have no idea. It sounds like a certain very special kind of brotherhood. Okay. So if you know what an Eskimo brother is, if you have one, if you would like <laughs> to know what one is, uh, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. Or tweet us or, yeah, yeah do whatever, anything. Facebook us. Yeah, we're not that difficult to find, actually. Yeah, we actually, Twitter, yeah, I think what we are. We are Cliff Central, Sex Central, what are we? <laughs> For the moment, I forgot, it's Sex Talk Central. I don't know, we're everywhere. That's Sex so Talk Central. And then Facebook, it's, easy. yeah, Cliff Central. All of Sex talk. Okay, so cool. now let's concentrate <laughs> for a second. Just, just, for a, just second. for a second. Just for a second. Okay, we are talking about intimacy, couples, relationship, um, the issues that you have, and what can you do about it. And this came out of, as Tamar said, I did a webinar during the week, which I had so much fun with. I really enjoyed it. It um, was extraordinary. And the playback link is available. It's on my Facebook page. 
and we'll put it everywhere else after the show. And if you would like to get it, please just um, message me on Facebook, on wherever. That'll be cool. And I will share it with you because it's got lots of cool information in it um, and, and a link to a program that will help you heal your relationship. And there is an amazing thing on Tuesday night that you can do to help heal your relationship. Um, water flow massage, Tuesday night. On Facebook, it's on the website, eroslife.co.za. Intense. It's a, no, it's not intense. It's actually immersing you in, 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 in sensuality. Yeah. Very so much so. On it, every level. Yeah. And that's, if you want to know what sensuality, if you are lucky enough to be in the area or can drive to Joburg, it really is helping your mm. mind, body, just to understand what is sensuality yeah. and to disconnect it from sexuality. And, uh, next Saturday, mm-hmm. not, Tomorrow, next Saturday, the uh, whatever the date is, the twenty fourth, I think, twenty third or twenty fourth, twenty fourth is um, sensual massage workshop. So you are right. Information the fourth of November is up as <coughs> as well. So we spoke a little bit about what intimacy or how what intimacy a little bit is, and there's something very interesting because we live in this world where we want. All these labels, we want all these little boxes. And if somebody tells you what intimacy is and what a good relationship is, that's generally what you are going to go and look for without really thinking of what's really important to me. So I said something on this webinar that was quite that I really liked and it was that I'm not going to give you a definition of intimacy because if you read a book about intimacy it's generally going to start with this is what intimacy is mm. if you have the tools you will be able to discover and create what intimacy is and there's a really important thing about having the tools for something because We have a perspective on relationship that says we are going to be the same in 10 years' time as we are now. And that's an incredible illusion because we change. All the time. Life changes Mm. us. The experiences that we have change us. We change jobs. We move cities or countries. All sorts of things happen. And we get into a relationship with this very static idea of what that is going to be. And then one of us becomes different and wants something different. And that becomes really, really difficult because what do we do? Yeah. And then a lot of people think that now that I've got you, I don't have to do anything because I impressed the heck out of you Mm -hmm. to get you. (laughs) And I was fun and I was creative and I was romantic and I was spontaneous and I was all of these wonderful things. And it's one of the biggest issues in relationship because people have so much fun before they get married. And after that, eh, I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to watch whatever there is on TV. So, (laughs) Esther Perel, which you mention often, she mentions that this is the... The one biggest, let's say, thing that Mm. the modern human is interested Mm. in to keep desire, even though we are now already got the prey. So we have hunted, 
we got it and now we somehow have to keep the desire going mm. which is two actually separate systems one is the parasympathetic one is the sympathetic mm. uh no, nerve system which one is the uncertain the the scary the non-sure that's the hunt yeah that's the hunt and mm. then all of a sudden i've got it i have a label on it uh and what do i do now so that's the one single thing that occupies couples how even if there's no issues it's a very happy marriage mm. how do you actually Engage and with this and keep that spark yeah, alive. Even before there's there's issues, before the mm. the issues start popping, and they will pop. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the issues first, and then come back to what you've said okay. on how do you actually start to change things in your relationship. Okay. So here's what happens, and this is, it's such an important principle, and I've been talking to people in my practice this week from a spectrum of backgrounds who okay. are doing amazing healing journeys. And the interesting thing is how they are realizing and recognizing that the patterns of their sexuality and the patterns of their relationship are the patterns of their life. Mm. The the li- the silver lining between it. So That's it's like it's be- the same because, the same pattern because we work on patterns. Mm. So a pattern is an energy field. Okay. So let's explain energy. Because that's important. So everything in our world is an energy. All energy has frequency. Every color has a frequency. Every sound has a frequency. Every organ in the body has a range of optimal health. Anything above or below that is not healthy. Every emotion has a frequency. And what's been discovered is that the frequency of emotions is the same in all of us. The triggers are different. Mm. So what does that mean? It means the frequency of love is the same in all of us. But what wakes up love in you is going to be a little bit different okay. to what wakes up love in me. Because mm. the man sitting over there wakes up love in you. I love him in a different way. <laughs> and love to Mother Earth. There's different. But the frequency yeah. of that is all the same. The mm. triggers are different. Okay. okay. Everything that we do and everything that's been done to us falls into a frequency. So it's kind of like a river. And for most of us, the rivers that we live with are pretty narrow in terms of we do the same thing in pretty much the same way. We Mm. go to the same kind of places. We eat the same kind of food. We listen to the same kind of music. That's what we do. So that's just a frequency. On a general level. So most of the time we're automated. We kind of automated. Yeah. So because of this frequency and because of this energy pattern, we live in a certain way. Yes. Okay, that's the first Mm -hmm. thread. The second thread is we get to certain points in our lives where things get blocked. These are the problems and the issues that we have. So the blockages happen through stress, through trauma, through beliefs that we have, through limitations, through inhibitions, through misunderstanding, through misinformation, all of those things. Sometimes it just doesn't work anymore for you, by the way. You yeah. had a pattern and one day you just wake up and you you really, it doesn't work for you. Mm. Yeah. So most times we're not aware of our patterns because okay. they're subconscious. Mm-hmm. And we generally only become aware of them when, as you said, you wake up one day and all of a sudden you realize I'm not happy or I'm not fulfilled. Okay. Or we have a problem Okay. and we want to do something about mm-hmm. it. Interesting thing about relationship problems and sexual problems, and I I wrote this in my newsletter this week, and I kind of started the newsletter saying human nature being what it is, most of us are not going to do anything about our sexual and relationship problems. Just like that. Just like that. Human nature being what it is, there are a 
percentage of us who will do something about it. And why won't we do anything about it? I don't know that there's a definitive answer for that. You know, you can probably read 50 different psychology yeah. books yeah. on why people won't change or deal with their relationships. It's very challenging because the outcome of dealing with it could be very serious mm -hmm. in terms of it could be the end of a relationship. Uh -huh. So we'd rather stay where we are, even though it's unfulfilling or unhappy because we know it. So the thing about our patterns is this. We stay where we are safe because the job of your mind is survival. Sure. Survival means you stay where you know sure. and you go where you know. Mm. And that's what I will do. Mm. So I will stay there and whether I'm fulfilled or, an, or happy is actually secondary. Yeah, and then comes the... The society, you know, it's yeah. taboo, it's a lot all, of uh, all repercussions sorts of and so on. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather stay there. Then it takes work to change these things. Mm. And a lot of times people don't want to do mm. the work. And I'll tell you what's sad because I have seen couples come and see me. And they've sat there and one partner, and I'm going to make a very generalized statement here. It is generally women who want to heal a relationship mm. more than men. Not exclusively before anybody jumps down my throat <laughs> Not exclusively But more times than not It's a woman who wants to heal the relationship And they'll come and they'll talk to me And it's not only me Whether you go and see me Or you go and see any other kind of, of Healer, helper, therapist, counselor Whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're going to do It doesn't really matter I mean it does But on one level it doesn't More often than not It's a woman who wants to heal this And I sit there and I listen to what these people are saying and I explain to them the process that I work with and I tell them the only way that things are going to change in your relationship is if you do something. You can talk about it forever. You can read every relationship book ever. You can become a theoretical, analytical Expert on relationships You can have every theory of relationship Ever expounded And you know what <laughs> To be quite blunt the, the only way things are going to change Is if you do something And that means that we actually Have to change our patterns And we have to make a commitment to I don't want to use the word work But we have to make a commitment. So the word that I use is practice. Or in investments. Yeah. Mm. And you have to actually do something. And until you do, nothing in your relationship is going to change. And a lot of people would rather not do anything because they are so in this comfort zone. And I think the root of it is fear. Because if I change something, there's a definite fear. I have to reveal myself. I have to acknowledge that I don't know how to do this. And this is really important because we get very little or no education for relationship. That is so true. And, you know, you go to school, you learn all sorts of stuff. The fact that most of it is totally useless and does nothing other than keep the status quo of our society running, that's All that so much of our education system does. It doesn't teach you to think. It doesn't teach you to question. It doesn't teach you to create. 
doesn't it doesn't teach you to get to know yourself. No, it teaches you how to pass exams, essentially, <clears throat> and a whole lot of useless information, which is its own other story. Um, and then you go to college or you go to varsity or you go to a technical school or something and you learn. And then you start working and you learn. And all the time at work, you're learning. Because if you're not learning, eventually somebody says to you, thank you very much, go home, because everybody else is learning. And you go and you learn yoga and you learn, or Pilates, or you go to gym and you learn, or you go running yeah. and you learn. And you go and do pottery or scrapbooking and you learn. Yeah. And you're learning a lot about nutrition, of how to eat well. And you learn how to work Netflix and you learn and you get a new phone and you learn. If you actually look at it, um, my duties as a husband is to provide, or if we are a very modern liberal family, both of our duties is to provide financially. Then we need to play with the kids. Then we have some duties around cleaning the house. We have to have good communication. That's also something that sometimes in certain religions or cultures is important. You have to sit together. And then there's no discussions about vulnerability, intimacy, deep connection, sexuality needs. All these things are completely out of the books. So we don't learn. Um, I have to digress for a second because we got such a cool message from Michelle who says she's always listening. Thank you for the education. Thanks, Thank Michelle. You. So we don't learn about our relationship. Mm. So we actually have no idea how to have a relationship. And all that you do suddenly is you are in the space and you have no clue on what to do and how to manage it. Regarding the message uh, yeah. that Michelle triggered, I just remember when I actually took a part of your webinar two days ago, I could see the messages of completely anonymous people writing in a mm -hmm. chat on such pain. 17 years of relationship, they sleep in separate rooms, there's, end, you know, they, they use sex as a weapon. Mm. So they, all these things that were written on the, on, like people are grasping, they're, 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 they're begging you for help. Yeah, I was talking to somebody this week, they haven't had sex for 12 years. In the relationship. <laughs> Sorry, that is so. And then you think, why are you guys together? Why mm. are you thinking? Why, how how is it a reality, mm. a norm? So the amazing thing about these people who haven't had sex for twelve years is they're doing something about it. Okay. And they're both willing to do something about it, and they're willing to do something to change well, it. Well then, and that's mm. fantastic. It is. It's sad, yes. But maybe those twelve years they were also focused on other things. Sometimes so, you get this bond of children. You know, need yeah. to pay the bills and so on, and and sex just goes secondary. And now they're doing something about that's it. amazing. So we don't learn about relationship. We don't have any education for it. So we don't really know what to do, and we don't understand the importance of a relationship. And this was something that struck me this week in a way that it never struck me before. I understood this at a really deep level, and what I understood was the single biggest disease in our world. On every level is stress. Uh, it causes more physical illnesses mm. on every level than anything else. Even the ser cancer, more than anything else, is a result of an intense emotional stress. And I'll give you more than that. Physical stress that you're not interpreting as exciting mm -hmm. or as a good stress actually starts sending all your cortisol levels. And you actually yeah. have so much adrenaline that it is becoming toxic physically. Biologically, it becomes actually poison in your blood just from being stressed and not doing anything about yeah. it, sitting and stressing. Yeah. And we live in a world of incredible pressure. 
and stress is at the root of that. Mm. So one of the things that a really amazing, intimate relationship does, intimacy lowers stress. <laughs> like, can I emphasize that more? Because <laughs> I can't tell you how important that is in a bigger picture of life. And the less stressed you are, the healthier that you are, mm. the happier that you are, the more creative you are, the more engaged with life you are, the more expansive you are, and so many different things. I can't tell you how important this is. And it's one of the most incredible gifts that an intimate relationship gives you because it's about energy. Let's go back to that yes. idea of, of energy. So if you think about how you feel when you're stressed, so think about how you physically feel. You don't sleep. You don't eat well. Your digestive system goes for a ball of chalk. You either get constipated or you get diarrhea. Your immune system goes for a ball of chalk. Your blood pressure is interfered with. The chemical reactions that those cause in your body, and there are thousands of these chemical reactions, None of them are about supporting good health mm -mm. when you are stressed. Mm -hmm. You lose your sense of humor, and that's one of the most important things in life. And so many other things happen. And there are textbooks written on this stuff that are thousands of pages thick with mm -hmm. all of these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not a scientist, so <laughs> I don't remember all the science. No, but you do read and you are aware, and I think everybody Everybody is aware. Today's stress is one of those, it's almost like energy. Everybody speaks about it, but what does it really mean? What do you do about it? Yeah. And when you are in an intimate space with someone, so much of that stuff does not exist or you're able to manage it so much better. The power of this is absolutely incredible in terms of healing and creating health on every level in life. So it's huge. Sitting in front of the TV does not help you. <laughs> not talking to your partner does not help you. Not being intimate does not help anything in life. Now, I, I, it's important to say this. Not everybody is going to be in a relationship because some people have made a choice not to. And that's just as valid as anything else. You need, whether you choose to be in a relationship, whether you choose to be in a marriage or not, or whether you choose to be on your own, connection and intimacy in whatever way you have it is absolutely vital. And that's what you were saying about your, your people that you see in your practice. That's, you saw the, this, this link between how they behave sexually mm -hmm. and how they behave at work. It's, it's so connected. So even if it's not about a sexual or a, Intimate relationship with a partner. It's with themselves. Yeah. It can and be at work with their family. Because your relationship is an extension and an expression of you, of your patterns. Your relationship is just the place that you are playing all of the stuff out. So even if you're a single person and you have made a choice not to be in a relationship... And I'm going to digress here for a second because there are a lot of people who have made this choice from a space of pain and fear. Because I have been through five painful relationships. So I'm not going there again because everyone was the same. If you did something that shifted or healed or changed something in you, 
the relationship is going to be different. That's nice to hear. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not. And there's an interesting thing because a guy I was working with a little while ago, he had recently gotten divorced. And he was reading everything that he could about relationships because um, he really wanted to be an – because if I'm going to do this again, I really want to do it right. Mm. But he came and he told me something that was fascinating. More second relationships fail than first. Mm. Interesting thing because we're doing the same stuff that we've done. And we're sure it's the other person. He was the problem. Now I have a new person that's not going to – Follow me Because this is what happens It's very much about energy So This is the way that I've come to Understand it and describe it If you have certain energy frequencies Open You cannot attract anything that fits into that Other than what you've attracted before So let's put that in a real term Okay. The way that I explain it to people now Is if you imagine that your relationship Is a plug socket So the amount of sockets or the configuration of sockets that you have open determines what you're going to attract. Most of us have one socket open. So just imagine that you have a three-pin plug socket. There's the wall. There's a three-pin plug. You can't put anything else into that. So it doesn't matter what else comes along. There's no place for it to fit inside of you. Have I explained mm. that in a way yeah. that makes sense? Yeah. You, it's just it's, – it's a natural fit. And that's all. Yeah. So you're going to attract exactly the same thing that you did before. Mm. We tend to think it's different because that package is different. So she was blonde, and all the blondes in my life <laughs> have caused me this Absolute and given me this incredible heartache. <laughs> so no more blondes. Now it's going to be brunettes or redheads or whatever. Mm. So the redhead comes along and I think, oh, this is really different. That package is different, but the energy <laughs> is exactly the same. So the relationship is going to be exactly the same. When we change or heal or grow or we shift something in ourselves, that's where we're opening more of these sockets. Then... Not only can we attract something different, but we can do something different. And that's the importance. We can do something different. So when people come and see me and they say, so we have this relationship problem. And very often I say, well, that's kind of really interesting because you cannot fix your relationship. You can do things differently. And you can change something in yourself and you can change something, your partner can change something in them and then you can do something different. And between you, you can do something differently and then your relationship is going to change. Until then, it's not. Silence. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> you looked like you were on the verge of no, saying something. No, I'm just listening and I'm thinking because it's 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 um it's the most authentic thing. Process happens really. You you don't know what's going to be the consequences when you start a journey, and that's one of the things you say to people that come to your practice. I don't know what's going mm. to be the the outcome. You can't go to well, you, it's you can, but you will go to couples therapy and you'll think, okay, I'm going to get fixed mm. on the other side. There's no guarantee. And There's that, only a process. You're just helping the process to happen, whatever natural process that needs to happen. And that's that's going back to education. If you have broken a marriage, you've failed. 
if you have tried, you went to couples therapy and it didn't work, then it's your, you know, it's your fault. Mm. And, and there's so much shame and guilt, not only around the sexuality we speak about all the time, but also to break a relationship. Yeah. And if you just switch the perspective on it, which says, firstly, you didn't have an education for this. So you don't really know what you're doing. Then over time, because very often what happens with relationships is there's a little issue and we kind of think, okay, it's not such a big deal. The little issue becomes a little bit bigger than a little bit more of an issue. So it's like starts out as this little whisper, <gasps> becomes a little bit more, becomes a little bit more, becomes, and we wait until it's this incredible yell and shout before we do something mm. about it. Instead of understanding, okay, if there's a whisper, I need to listen to that. And we wait until things often get to such a point of crisis before we actually do anything with them. And that's where it often becomes, maybe it's just too little, too late. And then you can't do anything. And that does happen for some people. So the interesting thing about that is, there's a wonderful saying that says an an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. And that goes back to kind of where we started with this, that if you had education for relationship and if you had the tools for that, a lot of those problems don't come up in the first place and you have the tools to deal with them. So relationship education should actually be one of the most important things at school of varsity or something. Because then a lot of us would have much happier relationships with a lot of those issues not being there in the first place mm. or we're able to do something with them. And it is something that can change. That's important to emphasize that even if you didn't get this education at home, but you do have the curiosity and you're listening now or you are just, you know, you're, you're saying, okay, I, I am not sure you know, I don't have big problems right now, but you can already see because we know. We know when we're picking up a little bit of weight. We know that we are not happy at work. We know that our relationship is not working. Or we can see the elements that we so easily just go to the movies instead of chatting about something that disturbs us. Or, you know, let's, mm. let's, let's go out with friends instead of just being at home and working on our sexuality. But it can change. If you learn those tools... It can. It is something very dynamic. It's yeah. alive. Yeah. And I don't know. I, you know, I said this a little while ago that sometimes things are too late, and maybe they are. But I'm not convinced that every relationship cannot be different. And I think I would like to think because I'm a very um, optimistic person. I'm a romantic. I'm a sentimentalist, and I think the possibility exists that that can be there for everybody. And some relationships do have a time. And sometimes they're done and that's all. There's a purpose. But I think for so many relationships that end, it could be different if we were willing to do this. And we have to get over a lot of fears because we have to get over the fact that we think that we know how to do this and we don't. And I think for men, this is a huge thing. And and relationship and sex, I think, go in the same uh, the same draw, the same mm-hmm. category for men okay. that I'm expected to know how to be a good lover. And I have to tell you that in the last <laughs> week, and there's some things that I don't know that I can verbalize yet because it's quite a new understanding that the perspective on sexuality is really shifting 
enormously and and for women mm. yeah so it's a very interesting thing because one of the things that I've reconnected with which I haven't for a while is that I've taught two expanded orgasm workshops one in Cape Town and one in Joburg which I attended and, we and attended. you in York were there and it was beautiful it was one of the deepest workshops that I've ever ever taught we 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 started practicing and I wanted to share just now from, their feedback from, yeah from, from such a different yeah. perspective mm. and um What's amazing is now <laughs> I lost my train of thought because <laughs> I was going somewhere else. Okay, but um, no, my there's a shift of a shift yeah, of perspective. That's it, and and thank you. And what that does is it just starts to give an understanding. This is exactly now I remember Yay! what I wanted to say. <laughs> this is what I wanted to say was when you say to people. You talk to people about sex. So they think that sex is something to do with penetration or orgasm in some way. Technique. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like somebody puts something inside somebody else and that's what sex is. Mm-hmm. Never mind everything else. That's mm-hmm. what sex is. Okay. And then you say to people, so you talk about all of these different ideas and you say, so to do something different, you need to do sex differently. And people say, oh, Yes. Absolute <laughs> agreement. And then I think about it and then, well. What does it actually mean? That's it. And I actually have no idea what to do. So when I think of sex, all I can think of is cock and pussy. A bit of foreplay maybe and, for a good, good mood. But there's penetration and that's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll go back to doing because I don't know what else to so to change your sexual ideas and to change your sexual patterns and to heal a lot of sexual issues, you actually have to do different things. And you have to take that idea of what you think you know about sex and actually put it aside. You've mentioned something about we're actually just recycling memories. Yeah. So I was listening to a talk by Joe Dispenza. Um, and he spoke about the fact that Every time we do something, we feel something, it creates a chemical pattern in our body. And my understanding of that is, an extension of that is, it creates an energy pattern as well. And then it creates a physical pattern in the body. We do that a few times and the pattern is there. So all that we do is that we're repeating the pattern until eventually all that we're living is a memory. We're not actually living in present time. And then I've quoted this before quite a lot, um, that Bruce Lipton, an incredible teacher of consciousness, says that we are conscious about 5% of the day. That means you're awake for 16-odd hours. You're conscious and engaging and making choices for 5% of that time. The rest of it, you're just in a pattern. So here's something I've been teaching my clients, and maybe this will help you be a little bit more conscious. So I teach a whole process of engaging using questions. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing now because we don't really have a lot of time for that. And we're talking about something else. Mm -hmm. And I'll happily share it with you in in another platform. So if you want to learn more about that, please contact me and I will tell you. But here's a really interesting question that you can ask yourself. And if you can ask this question a thousand times in a day, you will become more conscious. Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this now? And how do I want to do it? Mm. 
So on a simple level, it says you wake up in the morning and you go to the bathroom and you brush your teeth. Do I really want to have coffee? Yes. Do I want to have breakfast? Yes. Do I want to have breakfast now? Uh, yes. What do I want for breakfast? Not what I think I should have for breakfast, but what do I want for breakfast? It's simple questions, but the more you ask these, the more you're actually engaging with making choices. And that starts to become quite different. It's kind of digressing a little bit from yeah. where we are, but it's important. It's, it's important it. because you can ask yourself those questions when you before you go to when you start a couple mm. therapy process with you online with person somebody that uh, you know that you trust. Mm. Do I want to be here? Is it something I want to do? Those questions don't even come up. You know, you talk about them because you live mm. in that state and you are a person that you've been dedicating your life to this journey. You're thinking of someone that does gym at five o'clock in the morning. They do so much, but there's zero or very little consciousness mm. around sexuality or couplehood or yeah. relationship. Where and, is it? Yeah. And there's an interesting question that I asked on the webinar. And yeah. what you're saying is so much, it really applies to this. Mm -hmm. And I asked a question saying, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the, the highest value, how important is your relationship? Yeah. So a whole lot of people, of course, answer 10. Mm. It's the most important thing. Okay. If that's the case, what are you doing that actually reflects that it's so important? Which means, how much time are you actually sp spending on your relationship, in your relationship? In and your that's, practice. And that's mm. conscious. It's not simply, oh, we're together and we're sitting watching TV every night. Because... Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. You have this, this cute look on your no. face. <laughs> How much time are you really communicating with each other, but really talking? How much time are you really sharing? Mm. What are you doing that's really about connecting, that's building that connection? Um, and that becomes very, very different when you start to look at that. So you say that this is important to you, but what are you doing that reflects that? Yeah. And I think, you, you know, you put something like, so you're at gym at five o'clock in the morning, mm. and a lot of people do that. Sure. Um, and they are going to meditate or they're it. going to… And all of this stuff. So yeah. that's all fantastic. It's wonderful. Are you putting the same amount of time into your relationship, mm. into intimacy, into sex, into sensuality, into all of these things? And do you know how to do that? Because a lot of times it comes down to, well, yeah, I really want to, but I don't know what to do. So yeah. let's have sex. Mm. And I'll tell you something very interesting. A lot of people come and see me and they say, we're not having enough sex. And the perception is, if we were having more sex, then we'd be happier. And a lot of our relationship problems are going to go away because they're there because we're not having enough sex. So your sex reflects your relationship and your relationship reflects your sex. Mm. Now, what most people know about sex is quite limited. And their perception of sex is something to do with penetration and an orgasm. The sex by itself is actually quite easy to have. <coughs> it might not be amazing. It might not be really fulfilling. It might just be kind of comforting. It's late, we're tired, it's 10 o'clock at night, it's a little quickie. I get an erection, you open your legs, we have sex. Okay, like, it's not that difficult. 
But after talking to people for a little while, what comes up is they're actually looking for connection and intimacy more than the sex. Mm. Because, this is really, really interesting, the more connection you have, the more intimacy you have, the more sex you will have as a natural extension of that. And more times than not, the sex by itself is not the problem. I'm sorry, I'm just blown away. That's why mm. I'm so quiet. It's and, and sometimes mm. when you actually take people through that and they say, yeah, we actually are having quite a lot of sex, whatever that means. Mm. And people say often, you know, how much sex should we be having? Oh, What's yeah. like the average? Yeah, yeah, three yeah. times is okay. Yeah, is it three times mm-hmm. a week? Is it once a month? Is it once every five years? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to say what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for stopping. I can we read are, your mind. No, we and, are going to say And give the other side of the other side of the coin. When I learn from you, and I can only speak for myself, and I started practicing, you realize even the most open-minded people, when you have to practice expanded orgasm technique. Mm. And you have to set the space and you have to understand what does it mean a safe space? What does it mean a warm, comfortable room? What does it mean not to run into patterns like York and I were really going through that? No, stop. Let's not go into sex because it's such an easy thing for Mm. us. Or, you know, once you set the space, you really want to go into that penetration zone. I was amazed that this is a real practice and so much is coming out. So much coming up because of thanks to that. And you get gifts out of this world. So when you are investing in your relationship, in a, you know, in your connection, in your presence, in experiences, in methods of, of connection, the gifts are huge. They're huge. But we are, I never knew that you can have those gifts. And York asked me actually after practicing it for half an hour, he said, how, do, how are you feeling? I told him you were holding me. In, in the palm of, in, on your palm. I, you were literally holding my whole essence. It's, it's sensation. That is so beautiful. Wow. It, it's unbelievable. I was like, it makes you, me, like, that touches me in a way. I want right? to let you know, so but you beautiful. were doing the webinar. We actually, actually to stop mm. because we, we set a timer because we believe, you know, York is a very busy person mm. and we actually want to dedicate sometimes 15 minutes, like you told us, every day or every other day to just give attention, love, communication. Creativity to one another And the the clock Just We dis- it disappeared An hour went by Wow And I was blown away Because Also you taught us How to communicate So it wasn't like Stop it No I don't like it It was more like Deeper Slower um, A little bit You know a little, a little faster And wow This feels really good And gives feedback On, on good things That are happening Instead of Oh stop You're irritating me Or whatever Which you know I can be a bitch and it was amazing. And we stopped and he said, how did it feel? Because all of a sudden it hit me. You don't know how I feel. You see me groaning and moaning. That's a little bit easier. Okay, she had good sex. But how does it feel when you're lying down, you're receiving pleasure? I'm not going to make the effort. To, mm, uh, uh, in the, the first 15 minutes are sometimes a bit more letting go of the day, distressing, breathing, getting into sensual space. So all of a sudden, the other person doesn't know. And we, when we communicate, and I told him, you were really holding my, my whole being in your hand. I was, I was totally yours. Like, 
if we would continue, I, there's a very good chance I would even accept we could try so many creative things because I was in a whole different world. And this comes only from the practices. Mm. It's not from having more sex. And That's, wow, that just... <laughs> no, but you know. It's amazing because, you know, I've known you for so long and through so many different adventures and journeys yeah. and experiences. And, and to hear you talk about pleasure in that way is incredible because of the shift. Wow, that really... Sure. But you know we've done so much, John. Mm. We've, we've, we've been to sex parties. Mm. We fucked the world, oh, no. you know. Whatever we've been doing, sensual massages. You've been blessing me in so many different ways of experiences. Mm. But this is a whole new level of pleasure with really investing with the person you, you really want to build the life with. It's amazing, and ah, it just makes me want to share it with everybody. Wow! But that's why I want to do the expanded mm. orgasm experience, so, so people that. will know. Just because of that, I want everybody to have that yeah. pleasure. And you said something that was so important now. Um, and one of the most important things that you can do in keeping your relationship and keeping that fire and keeping that spark and keeping the desire is it's really simple. You make your partner important. And then again, if I have to ask the question, how important is your partner to you on a scale of 1 to 10? And so many people say 10 out of 10. Mm. Absolutely. Here's the thing. What are you doing that actually shows that? What are you doing every single day that shows that? And I've realized something. There are things about that <clears throat> that might not be natural for you because you might think that you don't know how to do this. But I want to tell you something. There are things in this that you can learn. And you can learn how. Not so much a step by step, but there are definite principles yes. of this that you can learn that will help that until it becomes a pattern, yeah. until it becomes more natural. And until you can connect with it in a more creative and personal way. Yeah. And I want to tell you that I can teach you that, which is really powerful and beautiful. And you, <gasps> can, you really can. Sure. This is, <laughs> the emotion of this is amazing. Um, well, and there it's is, real. There is so much in this. And, you know, I said it in the webinar. I've been thinking a lot about this. Why is this work so important? It's important because of the difference it can make in our world on a bigger level. Firstly, to us as individuals. The happier that I am within myself, the more I'm going to be able to connect with the world, to create, to manifest, to share, to do all of that. Mm. The happier that we can be, the more we can do that. The more we can spread that into our world, to our family, to our friends, to the people that we work with, the people around us. And the more we do that, the more we can create a different world. I totally agree. And it comes from something as simple as having an incredible relationship, an intimate relationship that has the most amazing power to change things in ourselves and in the world. <sighs> this has been amazing. Thank you. And, you know, during the week we've had 
four different shows <laughs> because <laughs> everything just kept changing where people were available to talk to and then they weren't and they were available and mm. then they went. We just kept on changing. And then I had no idea what we were going to talk about. So I put something on Facebook that said we were going to talk about sexual healing. And then Tamar sent a message saying, well, you know, we've done quite a lot of that, which we have. And it is an important it's, topic. And it's never enough. And you were absolutely so right in that. And then when you said, why don't we talk about relations? And I said, Bent. and it's been such beautiful and deep sharing. Thank you. And I just would like you to know, whether you come and work with me, whether you go and work with someone else, you can have incredible happiness, joy, fulfillment, growth, intimacy. Please don't leave it because it up. doesn't change by itself. Hmm. And, you know, the amount of emails that I get from people in phone calls saying, we're having this issue, we're having this problem can we do something about it? And I say yes, and I explain how I work, my process. Whether it's with me, whether it's with someone else, don't leave it. Give yourself the gift, and especially now with the holidays coming, because it's such an intense time. You're not at work, so you don't have that escape. <laughs> you can't go off for eight hours somewhere else. You're going to be there with each other. And if you have a good relationship, this is the most amazing time to learn stuff for the holidays so you can really have incredible pleasure. There's stuff in this in the webinar. We've created a beautiful mm -hmm. online program for couples. You can come and see me. You can do that. There's so much out there. Give yourselves this gift because this is the gift of, of life and of a lifetime. Mm. Yeah, buy a present. It's nice. Yeah. And that's true. The presents are nice. But the vibrator is not going to change a your sex life. A cup of tea is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Do something for your heart and your soul, and that's just amazing. And yeah. I want to tell you how the relationship that I am in just inspires so much in me, and I'm learning so much from that to be able to share with everybody. And Divine. It's really amazing. So an Eskimo brother. Go for and it. Eskimo brother are Eskimo brothers are men who have had sex with the same woman, so they're kind of joined in this sort of so-called fraternal uh, bond through that. Do they know about it? Or, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. many times they don't yeah, know about right, it. This is when they do know about it. Uh -huh. Ah, yeah. wow! There's a lot of those. Yeah. So I hope you'll come join us at Water Massage on oh, yeah. Tuesday, Central Please Massage do. next week. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, visit eroslife.co.za. It's all there. And we just wish you so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.